Hello and welcome to the broadcast. This is a ministry of North Harford Baptist Church in Jarrettsville, Maryland. Visit us online at northharford.org. On there. All right. So the weekly gospel passage this week is Mark 1, 9 through 11. It's the baptism of Jesus, but I'm calling it God's redemption reveals God's triune nature. God's redemption in Christ reveals his triune nature God as Trinity, one eternal essence and three distinct persons, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. The works of God reflect the nature of God. They're not equal to the nature of God. It's God's revelation of himself, which is different from the being of God as God. But his works reveal and show us who he is, and his word does that also. His, so this baptism of Christ is a little example of that. It's a little window into how God's redemption reveals his triune nature. It's a very short passage. Mark 1, starting in verse 9. In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And when he came up out of the water, immediately he saw the heavens being torn open and the Spirit descending on him like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, You are my beloved Son. With you I am well pleased. So, before we talk about the three major things that happen here when Jesus is baptized, which are the heavens open, the Spirit descends, and the Father speaks. Before we talk about those, which is just going to be a brief uh, statement on each of those uh, we have to look at John's baptism because Jesus is baptized by John. John appeared, verse 4, baptizing in the wilderness and proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. Now, Jesus does not need to repent for the forgiveness of sins, but his people do. And if you can understand the point, the point I'm about to say, you're, you really have got Christianity. You know, you've got the foundation down. And here it is. Jesus is one with his people. He is one with his people. He, that he is a representative of his people, that he is a substitute for his people, is not a spiritual metaphor. He is spiritually one, united with his people. So he is baptized with this baptism, which is a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins, because his people need to repent for the forgiveness of sins. He is the obedient son. He does what the Father commands the children of God to do. Jesus does it. So you, you, the, a good word to think about or look up is solidarity. Solidarity. That he is one with his people. We should never think of ourselves as Christians as separated from Christ. We should never think of Christ in heaven as separated from us. He lives within us and we are united to him. And we shouldn't think of the church like that either. We are his body. He is our head. All right, so the heavens open. This is a public, supernatural announcement uh, announcing to Israel the Son of God. The heavens open, I got to tell you, that's one of those phrases we race right over when we're reading the Gospels. Look up your cross-references, use your marginal notes, and do some personal study time on the heavens opening. It will blow your mind. God opens up the barrier between the invisible heavens and the visible earth. 
and in the supernatural, amazing, powerful work that we could never imagine. If we saw it, we would pass out on the spot or run in terror. The heavens are torn open, and the Holy Spirit, in the form of a dove, descends, anointing Jesus Christ with the power for his public ministry. Now, here's what I'm going to do. Actually, I wrote the cross-references down for that because the word anointing is not here, and I don't want you to think I'm making that up, that the Holy Spirit anoints Jesus with power for his ministry. But let me see if they're on here. No. But what I'm going to do is look them up for us. All right. Acts 10. 38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. Let me see if this has the other cross-references on. No, that doesn't have the ones maybe over here. Yeah, that has, yeah, that has one, two, that has most of the ones I was looking at. Here you go. Acts 2.22, right here. Get rid of that. Men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested to you by God with mighty works and wonders and signs that God did through him in your midst as you yourselves know. And Matthew twelve twenty eight. This is Jesus speaking. But if it is by the Spirit of God that I cast out demons then the kingdom of God has come upon you. Was he casting out demons by the Spirit of God? Yes. Therefore, the kingdom of God had come upon them. But you see, it's by the power of the Spirit. Here's one from Luke 4.18. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. See it? The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. I think that, I think that got all of them. So we'll go back to Mark. So the heavens open. The Holy Spirit descends to anoint Jesus for his public ministry, to anoint him with power for his public ministry. Just like we should never think of ourselves as believers in isolation from or separate from Christ, we can never think of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit in separation or isolation from each other. They, they are eternally distinct persons in the Trinity, but their union, their relationship is so close and so intimate, it confounds human reason. They are truly one. And that's why if you've seen the Son, you've seen the Father. And that's why if you're filled with the Holy Spirit, you're filled with the Spirit of Christ. And after the heavens open and the Spirit descends, a voice came from heaven. It's the Father's voice, and you know because of what he says... You are my beloved son. With you I am well pleased. Wow. Not only a sermon. That could be a whole weekend of sermons and lectures and Bible studies and prayer right there. The father speaking to the son, declaring him as his beloved son with whom he is well pleased. So it's the father's affirmation, the public announcing, and the formal public anointing of Jesus of Nazareth of Galilee for his ministry. And what's his ministry? 
to accomplish redemption. It's very, very simple. He does lots of things in his ministry, but it's all about accomplishing redemption. Not random act of kind, acts of kindness, not random acts of supernatural power and miracles. He came for a purpose, to serve and obey his Father, to serve in love and sacrifice himself for his people. He came to save sinners. 